going, everyone? Joe Gagne here, welcoming you to episode 89 of Joe vs. the World, and this is something a bit different. It's just me, for starters, solo show, and the story here, it's actually a freezing night in Massachusetts right now. It is a whopping two degrees, soon to drop to negative seven throughout the night. We'll get up to 14 uh, tomorrow on Sunday, so... Not a bad night to sit in and, and record some audio. And what we're going to do here is something a bit different, at least for the show. Those of you who listen to a F4W probably are familiar with their prediction show. Every year, people call in, they give predictions. It used to be like this two-hour show. Was, I always greatly enjoyed it. To the point, uh, you get a lot of calls, it's a lot of fun. I, a lot of good ideas get tossed out there, and always a good time. I know last year, I think it was on the two-hour Wrestling Observer Live, which is fine. But this year, it got bumped to just one of the weekday shows, which, if you take out commercials, runs about 39 minutes. So, not a lot of time. I listened to it. I, I liked it. But it was, it was just too short. And I thought, you know, this idea is out there. It's a lot of fun. I have a new microphone to set up uh, I got for Christmas that I want to test out. So, I'm not going anywhere. Let's, uh... Let's put out the call, get some predictions. We'll do a let's put on a show, as I used to say. And I went, I used my connections, such as they are. Got some, uh, got some predictions. I got a lot of them to go through. And uh, yeah, I'm going to read some predictions. We're going to keep track. And I'm going to give some thoughts on them. And then at the end, I'm going to hit you with some predictions of my own. In case you thought, well, Joe, that's not fair. You're just giving thoughts on other people's predictions. Well, I'm going to put my own thoughts out there. And at the end, we'll see who is a prognosticator and who is a fool. So I got a lot of uh, predictions. I didn't really put any limits on it. Just something you think will happen in 2018 in the world of wrestling. No, uh, nothing MMA, unless it pertained to wrestling. That is about it. I know some people wrote, they would write like 10 predictions. In that case, I would often just kind of pick and choose a couple I like the most. And I, I, I don't know if I'll give a prize or anything at the end, but there are a couple here I think are really good. So, without further ado, let's get started. And the first one, no better place to start, the letter A, than uh, your good friend and mine, Alan Farrell. And his prediction was... Pulling it up slowly. Brian Danielson versus Zack Sabre Jr. will happen in either Evolve or New Japan in 2018. New Japan, I could certainly see. I think that comes together nicely. Evolve, I could see in a way where uh, he was involved in the star of the company. And it's probably something he'd like to go back and revisit. I don't know where you hold that show. I don't think uh, certainly any of Evolve's current locations are really optimal to house that. I think that would draw... Ah, it's hard to say. At least, uh, certainly certainly more than a thousand, I would say. They they can't run it in, in Ferntown or wherever the arena with all the plant uh, life was that Gabe ran. So, yeah, I could see more happening in New Japan, but certainly could happen either way. All right, Joe Sposto had a bunch. One of the true good guys in wrestling, it must be said. All right, he says, Danielson versus Shane at Mania, definitely sometime this year. So, if they do clear him, and they give him a match, Shane's probably not a bad one. Certainly will seem to be where they're building from television. All right, he also says the Bucks Cody 10,000 seat show won't happen. That just I guess we'll just drop it. All right, this one, Vince's football thing actually succeeds. Now, this is interesting. He didn't really say what succeeds meant, and 
that could go a lot of different ways. Does it come back for a second season? Does Vince only lose $90 million, not $100 million? That's, uh, that's up for debate. I think if it... Ah, how do you label this a success? I guess if it comes back for a second season, I guess? Which is it's not out of the realm of possibility, given how much programming there is, how much hours there are to fill, especially on sports uh, broadcasting. I think it certainly has a much greater chance of bombing, but I don't know. That's out there. We'll see. All right. No past big stars, Batista Rock, etc., come back for anything more than a one-off. So no... No, no, no. I, I don't know. Who is out there to... I mean, I know Batista talked about working a house show. That seemed crazy to me. Like, you're, you're in, in movies. What are you doing? Why are you going to wrestle in uh, Toledo or something on a house show? What are you... And no offense to the the no doubt fine residents of Toledo that just seemed a bit a bit out of the uh, out of the ordinary. Uh, Hulk Hogan returns as a regular on screen character by SummerSlam. Huh, Hulkster's name doesn't get brought up a lot anymore. I don't know. The further away it gets from his scandals, you'd think the better chance he has of returning. I just get the feeling the further away we get, it's just not going to happen at some point. I don't know. Maybe they just cut ties permanently. I don't know when it's okay for him to come back, I guess they say when the sponsors say it's okay for him to return. If they don't get that call, he's not coming back. It's not worth it at this point. I don't know. I don't know if we'll see the Hulkster back. Pull the list back up here. Randy Orton quietly retires. That's an interesting one. Because apparently Randy's got a pretty sweetheart deal right now where he, I don't know if he's working a lot of house shows. He has a reduced schedule. He does. He's not the the main star of SmackDown. He's certainly in the mix, and he's protected. And from all accounts, sounds like he's having fun and making money. So there's no real reason to retire at this point. So we'll see about that one. EC3, Eli Drake, and Bobby Lashley return to WWE with big pushes. So I can see Eli Drake. I don't know. EC3, I can certainly see Bobby Lashley too. Definitely. Eli. I mean, you know, I, I'm not an ardent TNA watcher. I check in here or there or Impact, or whatever you call it these days. Um, I like Eli Drake as a talker. I don't know. I don't know if he, I don't know if he fits in. He, he certainly could. But I don't know if they make him go to back to uh, NXT. I can certainly see EC3 and Bobby Lashley, though. And lastly, he says, I'll bring back the pod mass. So we have a worse prediction of 2018 so far. Oh, another thing to note here. Some people did make guesses on events on January 4th or things that would be tied in. To that and we're taping this afterwards i got somewhat waylaid by a mystery illness this week i am back did not fail wellness don't worry so that is why if i left some of those off that it didn't seem fair to be like well you were wrong when um we were recording this after the fact all right rob viper Let's see what he has to say wwe will unmask mascara dorada a grand metal leak that's certainly something they could do and the thing is and i watch every episode of 205 Live, I don't think they'll do it because <laughs> interesting things don't happen on 205 Live and they're not going to get any kind of outlet for outside of a championship match. So I guess, I mean, if they work a program, do a mask versus title, do it on a pay-per-view, I mean, possibly, but they just don't do interesting things on that brand. I actually think it's a fairly solid show. Week in, week out, the wrestling's, the wrestling's decent. Things tend to make sense. The show has a direction. I mean, it's not it's not the, the greatest thing in the world, but, you know, interesting headline-grabbing stories don't happen on that show. 
He also says Phoenix and Penta will wrestle a match in Arena Mexico. So that would mean, I guess they are guests at a CMLL show, which would be interesting and I believe a great break from tradition. I would like to see that. I think that would be a great move on CMLL's part. I don't know about that. And PWG will run Bola outside of Reseda. Huh. So, I mean, they've been tied to that building. They haven't run outside that building. I don't even... Was it that uh, show they did in conjunction with a convention years and years back with the Legends Battle Royal? It's the last one that... I mean, I'm not in touch with PWG. But, yeah, I mean... It it makes sense in a way that I'm sure more people want to go to Bola. But you might lose something in terms of atmosphere of that building. I don't know. I mean, I think they're so tight. I don't... I'm going to guess that doesn't happen. All right. Let's see. That's it for Raw. Rich Krejci. Fine, fine man. At some point this year, Vince McMahon will be out of power at WWE. So I did uh, follow up. So either he'll just step aside to work on his football league, which will be a success, we've determined, and or he gets... Not, not so much bought. Well, I guess he gets bought out. Someone like Disney gives him a $4 million paycheck. He's like, heck yeah, I'm out the door. So, I mean, the 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 buyout thing at this point, you have to wonder, all these entertainment corporations getting gobbled up, you have to wonder how likely that is of happening. And if that's, I mean, does Vince just take his cash and ride off into the sunset and let, you know, Hunter be the, the chairman or what have you? That's an interesting one. Uh, for the record, I did ask uh, Mr. Creech's compatriot, Joe Lanza, for a prediction. I believe he told me he'll have to think on it. So he's thinking pretty hard because I never heard back. So I'm sure he'll have something in July. He'll say he never got it in or it's something that'll happen. He's the winner, as he tends to do. But there it is. Oh, uh, for the record, I did solicit opinions from uh, Twitter. I went to the Voices Wrestling Forum, the 4W board. I had threads there. This is where the, the majority of these will come from. John Carroll, our good friend, Pro Wrestling Omikaze, says, New Japan will sell out Budokan for the G1 Finals. Yes, they are running three shows in Budokan. He only specified the finals, which is, I always thought it was like 16,000. It might be a little less than that. The whole Japanese attendance scene is uh, shaken to its core these days. The revelations of the Tokyo Dome. But yeah, they're getting ambitious, and we'll see. I think they'll sell out the finals, at least. I don't know. Seems like something they'll do, I don't know, maybe Maybe 10 for the the third to last night. Maybe like 12 for the second to last night and then sell out the finals. I think that's real. I mean, they sell out three nights in a row. That's, I don't even know where you go from here. That seems, but it does, it seems to tend towards a bit too ambitious. He says, Tetsuo Naito will win and lose the IWGP heavyweight title within the calendar year. So that would seem to indicate a short reign because he's going to feud with Chris Jericho. And I did ask uh, John this after New Year, New Year Dash. So so he'd have to win the title after his feud with Jericho and then lose it. I mean, certainly, I mean, certainly possible. If he just wins the title after not winning on January 4th, that just seems silly. I mean, who knows? Maybe they have a great idea for it. If he wins it this year and then just loses it again after all that, that would be, be silly. But I... I Thought he was winning on January 4th, so who knows. Uh, Okada wins the G1, which seems, if they do do something, like, uh, 
if he does lose it to Naito or or Omega again or something like that, I, I could certainly see that. He might I might be the odds on favorite, which is odd because he's the champion right now. And uh, Takashita will lose the KOD Openweight title, but not to Tetsuya Endo. So that's an interesting one. We'll have some more stuff on uh, DDT in a bit. All right, uh, let's see. Jack Beckman. Uh, here's my bold prediction. By the end of the year, Naomichi Mirafuchi will be an NJPW roster member and be a big player. I think we'll see Kitamura in the G1, as well as either Miyahara or Suwama, being from all Japan. Uh, boy, I don't know if... I mean, I'm sure, sure New Japan would take him. I don't know if they... God, their roster is so bloated right now. And I think he's kind of office with Noah. And Noah, at the worst, is, is on a, a bit of an upswing. So that would be uh, curious for him to leave at that point. Certainly better times to depart at that point. Kitamura in the G1. I guess if he's... I don't... I think we've all determined he's going on excursion. I don't know if that's the case or not. If it is he probably wouldn't be back in time so i could see him being back by next year's dome show and uh mihar and suwama in the g1 they didn't do i don't think really any no they didn't do anyone unless something's escaping my memory in this year's g1 because again they have that that full roster i don't know if and i don't know if all japan would want those guys because they're they're not gonna win i don't think new japan would have their stories to run i don't think either guy would get to the the finals, they'd have to drop some falls. I don't know if all Japan would want that, but I guess we could see. All right, Mark Cole, friend of the show. Semi-main of CMLL anniversary show, the semi-main, is Sam Adonis, Okamura, and Chris Jericho versus Negro Casas, Cavanario, and Mr. Niebla. That is extremely specific there. I'll give him credit. Uh, yeah, that would seem to indicate Chris Jericho is in love working outside the WWE, he did wrestle in CMLL a lifetime ago. And would he make a return? I think if he went back for an anniversary show, you'd think he'd work the main event. But, I mean, he probably doesn't want to drop his hair or anything like that. I don't know. That is interesting. I I get the sense he's going to stay in uh, in New Japan for his excursions, so, so to speak. All right. Old-time friends, Seabacon87. Johnny Gargano wins the NXT title by the end of the year. I can certainly see that happening. I hope that happens. Uh, the Authors of Pain are one, well, two, of the NXT call-ups after WrestleMania. Again, that's pretty, uh, doubt that at all. And we see again Daniel Bryan wrestles this year in WWE against Shane McMahon. So we have another vote for that, so. We shall see. Six-Pac. CM Punk shows up on an ROH show in 2018. I mean... I don't, I don't know at this point if we'll see Punk back in wrestling. I mean, I, it, I mean, everyone comes back, and I don't know what his financial situation is. I don't think he'd make it. I mean, I don't think he'd make a ton, but he could probably make more elsewhere than he would in, in Ring of Honor. I don't know if he tried a Japanese company, something like that. Maybe just maybe there's an itch to scratch, but it sounds like there isn't. I mean, I think it would certainly shake things up in Ring of Honor. I'd like to see that, but I don't know. All right, Supersonic had a, a big uh, outline that went into 2019, but basically, night after WrestleMania 35, the WWE will be sold by Vince, and he will have a small minority ownership. So we're getting back to Vince being out of power and there being a buyout, which, I mean, it'll be interesting to see if that is a net positive for the company or not. Whether Vince, I mean, 
um, typically outside wrestling people do not succeed because this is such a strange business. Now that I'm sure they'd have Triple H or someone in charge, but there's also there would be additional layers of um, of uh, God. I cannot think of the word management above Triple H, and I'm sure the buck would stop in many different places. So positive or not, I don't know. Maybe maybe they would just be like, we don't like this NXT. It's hurting the bottom line. Cut it. All right, Jamie O.D. Man, I shared a table with at the subway during a WrestleMania weekend many a year ago. Uh, let's see. He has quite a bit. Uh, the big arena show the Bill Club wants to do takes place, draws between four and 8,000 fans overall. That's kind of broad. Main event will be Cody versus Kenny with a finger poke of Doom parody spot in the beginning with the fans will eat up. Marty Skrull performs a musical number as well as wrestles Flip Gordon. I don't know, he's very musical. In the same segment, probably. Young Bucks versus Briscoes and Hangman Page versus Joey Ryan. Ugh. Will be the other big promoted matches. Ring of Honor will be partly involved in putting the show together. And their roster will fill up the undercard against the other Bullet Club members. All Bullet Club wrestlers will be on the show. Hmm. So he thinks that'll happen. It'll be I mean that's I mean four thousand, I don't think people would label it a success. I think eight thousand they would. Hmm. Alright, let's see. He also has Ricochet enters the Royal Rumble match. Boy, we haven't heard much from him in a bit. So that would be, I mean, they like a surprise in the Royal Rumble. It is in Philadelphia. Probably not the, the bad idea. Let's see. We have Jonah Rock wins either a tournament or a championship in PWG. So I'm I'm pretty well out of the loop for Pro Wrestling Gorilla. I know, I know Jonah Rock. I've seen his stuff. I don't know if that is going well. It sounds like that's going out on a limb for him to win something like like Bola, which will be held outside Reseda. Or, uh, or I guess, I guess the uh, PWG Championship, that seems a bit, uh, a bit far field. But uh, I hey, like going out on a limb. Also, there will be two NWA World title changes in 2018. One of them will be Tim Storm winning back the title. So that would seem to indicate going backward a bit, but I don't think Nick Aldis is uh, extremely the answer. At this point, I, I don't know what the answer is. I don't think either of them is it, but uh, certainly something we could see. Let's see. Maxwell Jacob Friedman from CZW works at an impact taping. He is someone whose name is going to pop up in another prediction later on. People are predicting bigger things for him. I think he is certainly, he is, he is a talented, uh, very young, very talented. So I would not be surprised. The DDT Books of Falls count wrestling match, or I guess falls count, well, falls always count in a wrestling match. I guess he's saying falls count anywhere, a wrestling match on a cruise ship. So I guess cruise ships are the big trend of 2018. And Jamie, he works a lot, with, not works a lot with, he covers DDT a lot. This may be insider info, I don't know. We'll see about that. But I like a falls count wrestling match, that is good. And CMLL's anniversary show main event will be Mystico beating Caristico in a mask match. That's interesting. This is something I was leaning toward. I'm thinking maybe having Caristico win, but I don't know. That seems one of the indication. But given their their brief flare-ups, I think a month or so ago, that would not be a bad uh, trend for the anniversary show. All right. Is this MLEV76? MLEV76? Something like that. I I apologize if I butcher your bizarre internet name. Uh, Roman Reigns will continue on his current trajectory and actually be cheered against Brock... At Mania, SummerSlam will be Reigns versus Braun. I can certainly see 
the Reigns versus Braun at SummerSlam. I think that makes sense. Will Roman get cheered at this point? I don't, it doesn't seem like that's him becoming an overwhelming favorite. Seems to be happening right now. Maybe that is uh, maybe that is the case. Maybe something will switch. I don't know. Uh, let's see. Keith Lee, Fred Yehi, and MJF, Maxwell Jacob Friedman will all be in NXT by year's end. Uh, Keith Lee and uh, MJF, I could certainly see in NXT. Fred Yehi, I think he's really talented. I don't I just, I don't know. He just doesn't seem like someone. I don't think. Yeah, he's going to NXT like like Hot Sauce Tracy Williams. It just doesn't. I mean, I think he's talented. I think he'd, he'd do well. He's just not someone I, I think they they would go out of their way to sign. Maybe um. Maybe I'm off my rocker there. Uh, let's see. The all-in show will turn out to be a rib, and by year's end, Cody will be back in WWE. So he could certainly, uh, Cody would go back. I don't know. I don't know what's there for him at this point. If he's, it sounds like he's, he is working hard, but he's, you know, making his little schedule, having fun. He's got gigs with Ring of Honor in New Japan. You know, he gets to be a very big fish in a smaller pond. And apparently does okay for himself. He said something like seven figures. That seems a bit much to me, but I don't know his finances. It could certainly be the case. And uh, a women's tag title will be introduced in WWE. So I don't know if, I guess that means just one. I don't know if we get one on Raw, why not one on SmackDown? Seems to be the obvious question. And do we need more titles in the Federation at this point? Although... I think a, a tag title would certainly help the women's division a lot and give it different things to do instead of everyone just chasing a singles title. All right. Uh, let's see. Guest timekeeper. It says Kitamura becomes Ring of Honor champion. So he's presuming an excursion mainly happening in Ring of Honor. I mean, wouldn't that, wouldn't that just be a great storyline? He comes in, he just wrecks everyone, beats Dalton Castle, holds the title for the year, loses it at final battle, it's back of the dome. Like, isn't that isn't that picture perfect? Of course, that that's not going to happen. He's going to fight uh, Plunk at the Ogre on uh, Future of Honor Fridays, no doubt, for the rest of the year. But I would like to see that. All right, CKKJ14 says Daniel Bryan leaves WWE and wrestles at the next Wrestle Kingdom against Kenny Omega. So Kenny gets the role of wrestling outsiders, so to speak, at Wrestle Kingdom. Very interesting. Uh, Nakamura and Becky Lynch win the Royal Rumbles. Are they the favorites right now? It's, and that seems to be. It would not be shocking. Is I guess the best way to put it. I don't. I don't know who the favorites are, at this point. Uh, he says Neville wrestles Mania weekend against Will Ospreay. So Will Ospreay is wrestling at Evolve. I guess that means Neville will be, as well. So Neville, who is, still sitting on the sidelines. Uh, I guess he gets out of his contract and goes to Evolve for the weekend. All right, Kota Bushi versus Kenny Omega headlines the G1 USA show. So we saw move. Well, we saw a kind of movement in that storyline. I haven't finished New Year Dash. I apologize for my uh, my uh, lapse in coverage there. Uh, in that regard, I know there was movement in that. I think Kenny saved him from being attacked by Cody. So I don't know if that hurts or helps that prediction, but that that would certainly be an impressive match to have during WrestleMania weekend. And he lastly says there will be a five-star match in a WWE ring. So does that mean Dave Meltzer will assign five stars or or, or a CKKJ14? Because he could assign five stars to any match, so I don't know about that. 
if Dave Meltzer was to assign uh, five stars, what would it be? What's the match that would get... I mean, if AJ Nakamura does happen at Mania, gets time, and everything goes perfectly, that could certainly happen. And don't forget uh, the Brock-Roman match for WrestleMania was really awesome a couple years back. So, I mean, you know, if everyone's on board, then, uh, you know, that could certainly that could hit a high note. Um, five stars it seems a bit much, but uh, I guess we'll see. All right. Uh, my buddy Ferrante, 207, says Big E gets a high-level singles push. So he doesn't specify if that means the New Day breaks up. I don't know if that would be the case or not. I suppose it doesn't have to. I mean, it might be better if it doesn't. I think all those three guys are better together than alone, even if they're not uh, focused on the uh, on the tag titles, which sounds silly, all three of them working together for the tag titles. So I'm, I kind of wonder if the Shield would have been better had they not broken up but just kind of agreed to do their own thing and not broken up and feuded. Kind of hard to say. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I could certainly see that. I think SmackDown could use uh, a little bit of help. Some new stars at that point. Could see it. Okay, we have Kirk D. says, Chris Jericho wrestles Kenny Omega on his cruise. So, if he does, he should announce that immediately because I think that's going to help sell, a, sell some cabins there. I don't know how that's how that's doing. They, from what I, I've heard, I don't really listen to Jericho's spiel on it. It sounds like it's doing fine, but I would get that out there immediately. I don't, I'm wrestling Cruz. I don't even... That, that's just weird to me. Anyway, Charlotte is ready for Asuka. He also says, I don't know if that means <laughs> Charlotte beats Asuka, or Charlotte is just ready to wrestle her. But uh, I'll presume that means Charlotte beats Asuka at this point. I could certainly see that. Would involve... Could happen... This year's Survivor Series, if they stay on separate brands, or maybe a brand switch, a superstar shakeup, we'll see. And he says Daniel Bryan does not leave WWE, which I think we all have these these predictions of him going everywhere in wrestling, other places, like in, back in Japan and Mexico and Ring of Honor and all these things, when he could easily just maybe not get a clean bill of health and just say, you know what, not worth it. Got a kid, got a good paying job, I'm going to stay put. That could easily happen. I know a lot of us don't wish that to happen in a way, but uh, that could certainly happen. Okay, Lawson Comedy. It says Dean Ambrose will be a hot heel, apparently when he returns, which I think, I mean, he could have, I don't know if that's kind of been beaten out of him. He's been such a goofball for so long. If he can get some of that edge back, I think it would certainly help him. I don't know if that's possible with the environment they have right now, with the, the, the way they scripted him forever. Yes, I would love to see some of that come back. Uh, the MIB, Martin Bentley. Uh, Pete Dunne will be IC or US champion by the end of the year. Boy, they could use Pete Dunne. Like, why isn't why isn't Pete Dunne on my TV every week? Why is it why is it like every two months I get to see him wrestle a really great match and then he just goes away again for a bit or, or back to back to progress or wherever he shows his wares. But uh, Pete Dunne will be a success. All right. I like this name, Steiner on the forklift. I think Steiner was misspelled. But he says Kitamura will pin Okada this calendar year. So I think Kitamura is doing that uh, trial match series. When he pin Okada, that would be completely bonkers and uh, out of character for how they book the 
Young Lions, but a, a bold prediction to be certain. And uh, Jiro becomes the hottest Japanese star outside of New Japan. I would love to see that. I think he would deserve it. But, uh, yeah, I don't know who the hottest star outside of New Japan is. I guess I guess fan bases are so kind of fractured in a way. I don't know if that term really applies. Yeah, I don't know if, I mean, I mean, one of the Dragon Gate guys, maybe? I don't, I don't know, someone like a Miyahara? I don't know, it's hard to say. PK3 says DDT will finally pull the trigger on Endo. So we got someone thinking that will finally happen. Zeus wins the Triple Crown. That would be that would be very bizarre <laughs> in a, as someone who watched Zeus back in Osaka Pro uh, to see him be the All Japan Triple Crown champion. But uh, I think that would happen. Kitamura skips excursion and goes straight to winning a singles belt. So that's interesting. They would do away with that and would win uh, the Never title or something, I, I suppose. Probably not the world title. That would be interesting, but uh, I hope he goes on excursion so I could see him at some point. He says 0-1 pops over 1K and Kurikin more than once. Hmm. So that is a 0-1 prediction. How about that? Uh... Boy, zero one's so under the radar. That's that's hard to say, but I I hope so. I hope they do. And lastly, either one of Maybach, Marufuji, Marufuji, or Go walks out on Noah. So I don't know why they would walk out. I don't know if uh, seems like the company's doing better now. As I record this today, I think they had a, a good crowd in Corkin. But uh, yeah, one of them walked out on Noah. All right, we have Blood Buzz Bank. Russell One folds, but Jiro and Ashino make the jump to DDT and Noah respectively and continue to grow as stars. Oh, as, as bad as it is for a company to, to fold, that's not good for anyone. But I think Ashino and Noah would be kind of awesome, as would Jiro and DDT. And Jake Lee returns healthier than ever and wins the Triple Crown by the end of the year. So that's interesting. So we have Zeus and Jake Lee as Triple Crown potential winners. All right, Norcross RD says Ginger will be in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal and not be a factor in it. So he is back where he started last year. And probably worse, because he had the spot with Rob Gronkowski last year. So we shall see on that. Uh, I see a War Games match in the main card in Survivor Series. So that's interesting, because the War Games, it has a, a built-in reason with the, the Raw versus SmackDown. I know that's not a blood feud, but you have... A reason for teams to have a big war games match every year. What's interesting is that, you know, if the men do it in the main event, did the women have to do it as well? Or would you kind of alternate every year? Something like that. But that I actually like that prediction a lot. Because we saw it work on the NXT TakeOver show. And, you know, I think we proved it works well in a modern audience. It was different. It wasn't exactly war games. But I think everyone would agree it was a, a a good match. I, I liked it. It wasn't perfect, but I liked it just fine. And we have a reason to have it every year now. Because there was real no reason to have it in NXT. The the warring factions, it, it didn't escalate to that part where we needed the return of war games. No one was really calling for that at that point. We were kind of just happy to see it back. So yeah, that's, that's an interesting one. Uh, Okada is Ring of Honor heavyweight champion. So Okada just can't gets all the belts now. I don't know. How would you get it off him is my only question. And I guess they could just not get it off him or just say he's not the champ anymore. And that would be a true a true Ring of Honor thing to have happen. 
But uh, that's an interesting one. I lost my place for a second. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Roman Reigns, Jason Jordan, and Lars Sullivan formed the Shield 2.0 as a heel stable. I, you know, um, I, I thought you were on bath salts when you first mentioned this, but I, I mean, I guess if they want to finally do, you know, Roman Reigns, Jason Jordan, big heel turns, they want something to do with Lars Sullivan. I guess that just seems, uh, boy, that seems weird. That seems odd. And we have Rusev wins the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. So that is, I mean, that's something we would love to to see. I, I did a thing for Fighting Spirit Magazine, the year-end awards. I guess I, sh I just wrote a little thing about Rusev. I won't spoil anything. And, uh, yeah, he held no titles and won no pay-per-view matches in 2017. So people are hoping for big things for him. Uh, we shall see. I, I would like that to happen. We shall find out. Let's see what else we got here. Uh, Logan says, after WrestleMania, Brock Lesnar will temporarily retire. And my question is, how would we know? If he vanishes for three months, that's not, uh, that's not out of the ordinary. Let's see. You got a bunch of one-shots here. Crash. Good brother, Crash. Says, bad luck Fale enters the Rumble in the mid-20s to help solidify Gallows and Anderson's wall to protect the winner, Finn Balor. A lot going on there. So he's got Finn Balor winning the Royal Rumble, and he's got bad luck Fale. In the mid-20s, I, I like that little wrinkle there. That's very specific there. I guess he's not going, uh, starting at like three, going all the way. Someone like, Folly's interesting because you have to wonder if he's kind of hit his ceiling in New Japan. He's been the Intercontinental Champion. You know, he's, he's a protected guy. He's always doesn't lose much in G1. You know, he's, I can't, don't see him at the world title level. Maybe gets a shot here or there. If the Federation offered, you know, a big contract, you know, do you, do you t would he take that? I don't know. But I think he's at the very least staying put for now. Because if he is working with uh, New Zealand and all that to uh, kind of expand there with New Japan, I could see that. But, uh, yeah, the, cl the club or whatever, that, that group in Japan, whatever they're called. All right, Merlin says, Cesaro will appear in Chikara's King of Trios, reprising his role as a third member of Los Ice Cream. So... I guess he gets, uh, it doesn't say he gets uh, cut from WWE or anything. I guess he just gets permission to dress as an ice cream for a night. So that would certainly be, that would be quite a use of Cesaro uh, outside the, the Federation there. All right, Dave Portivo, implored by his wife, Daniel Bryan, resigns with WWE. So yeah, so again, another vote that Daniel Bryan will stay put, which again, I mean, I, if I was... Uh, um, was it? He's married to Bree. Oh, that's terrible. I don't, yeah, he's married to Bree. I could see. You know, you have a, a pretty cushy job right now, and you have a family, and please stay there. I, I could see a discussion like that happening. So we have another vote for that. All right, where was I? Let's see. Gavilar eighty-eight. Pete Dunne properly debuts on the main roster and wins the Intercontinental Title on his first night. So that is, uh, you can see more from, uh, more thoughts on Pete Dunn being on the main roster. Jeff Hawkins says, someone high profile on the Cody Bucks show gets signed by WWE in an attempt to mess up the show, which makes sense, but I don't know. I mean, who would they sign? I, I guess Cody is the only real option there for someone who could get, uh, 
taken away. I don't think the Bucks are going to bail on their own show. And I mean, maybe Marty Skrull, but would that really would that hurt the show a lot? Mm. I mean, anyone else? I mean, if Kenny's working the show, he's probably not getting signed. If Cody, maybe Cody, uh, Bucks wouldn't do it. So I know, but I could certainly see them attempting to to mess with that show in some form. Okay, Curtain Jerker, who I probably should have started with, says Brock fights in the UFC this year. So I don't. Who would he fight? I I don't know. John Jones is not an option for a bit. I know they were trying to set that up. Yeah, so he comes back. I don't know who there is for a big money fight for Brock, and I don't know if it's worth it for him at that point. But who knows? Maybe he has an itch to scratch. Uh, Jericho. Oh, he said Jericho would win and drop the belt back to Omega at the March Long Beach show. That did not occur. Jinder Mahal gets future endeavored. So that is quite a fall from grace for him. I mean, the the Federation hardly cuts anyone anymore. And this is a guy they just uh, they just had be a champion in the company. So I don't, I don't know about that. I mean, you hear talk about it, too. Like, oh, God, he's just useless. They may as well they'll cut him. I, I don't see that. I would be very, very surprised. In fact, you'll find out my, my own predictions for the future. Let's see. He says, AJ holds the belt to the pay-per-view past Mania when he loses to a healed-up Drew McIntyre slash Galloway. So Drew Galloway comes back healthy and uh, wins the belt. That would be interesting. I don't... I, Drew's NXT run didn't really set the world on fire. He was fine. You know, the matches I saw were okay. I don't think he had a takeover one. No, he didn't have a takeover defense he was successful in because he lost it. So his TV stuff was okay. His promos were okay. He wasn't someone I thought, like, oh man, put the belt on this guy. Rocket strap this guy. As soon as he gets to the Fed, I want to see it right away. That's not the case. Let's see. We're coming, getting to close to the end here. McMahon, who I should know, I guess. He says Abushi to WWE, probably in the Rumble. So that, I mean, who knows? Abushi's a weirdo. He could do whatever he wants tomorrow. Seems like he's settled in New Japan right now. And, uh, you know, got the big win on Wrestle Kingdom. I think he's seen what happened to the guys who stayed after the Cruiserweight Classic, which seems like a billion years ago. And I think he realizes he he made the right choice in not signing at that point. He's in a good spot. Would be I almost would not uh, would feel bad about it, but uh, I guess we'll see. Uh, if I could see him on that 205 Live tour, that would be uh, cool. All right, uh, Siva PC, I guess that is. Says Brock Reigns will be the WWE match of the year. We determine that will be a five star match. So yes, but no, their first match was really great, and uh, if they have a clean finish and a crowd's into it, I could certainly see that happening. Let's see. One or all of Nakamura, Anderson, Gallows will ask for release. You kind of, yeah, you kind of hear buzzings here or there about uh, Anderson, Gallows not being happy. And I mean, as far as creatively, why would they be? They're they're not treated as anything right now. They, weren't they in like a pumpkin match or something really stupid like that? And I'm sure they're on the road. Uh, the money's probably good. They're having fun, being good brothers and all that. But uh, Creatively, it's probably no good. So, possibly, I mean, I mean, Nakamura's getting good money, and he's not really killing himself here. I think he's happy where he is. 
Let's see, Rusev will win money in the bank and the title before the Rumble by beating Cena. So that means Cena gets another run. That would be a 17th record-breaking one, if you believe in such things. And another push for Rusev to get uh, some momentum there. And uh, Rusty Asuka will be one of the worst matches of the year at WrestleMania. So he thinks that match will happen and will be bad, which I don't think we... I mean, Asuka is uh, extremely talented, and I think I think they'll, they'll, this won't be one they'll call on the fly. They'll, they will work this out beforehand. We shall see. And uh, Sanyo says, Nikki and John call off their wedding. Oh, that's a sad way to almost close this out, because we are almost done. I had a couple late ones come in. Let me go to the Twitter here. Good friend in mine, uh, not that Tom Green, sent in some very last-minute ones. Uh, he says, Braun Strowman will leave WWE by year's end due to creative issues. Will be announced for a New Japan card to take place in 2019. So Braun Strowman, unhappy about something. I, I don't know. I mean, he seems he's got a pretty sweet gig for the next 15 years or so. So that'll be interesting. Unless he gets a movie role, isn't allowed to do it. Could happen. Uh, let's see. We got some funny ones here. Let's see. John Cena and Nikki Bella will get married at WrestleMania. It'll be legit, other than a cruiserweight will be the ring bearer. Oh, who'd it be? I guess Tozawa. Uh, let's see. We got here. Uh, by year's end, Impact will be a glorified ring rental service where you can pay a small fee and have them tape TV at your indie show. That's not far from the truth. Drew Gulak will win a non-cruiserweight championship on the main roster. I would like to see that. He's been a revelation. Someone I never cared a whole lot for. Uh, before, but uh, we'll see about that. He says, uh, let's see. Big Cass will come back with a 2004 OVW flat top haircut. Enzo and Cass will be together by Survivor Series time on the Indies. So both Enzo and Cass get cut. Woof. Bad times for them. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Uh... Joe Koff will wrestle a match for Ring of Honor in 2018. He will beat a champion. Hmm. And uh, let's see. Bullet Club sold out won't draw 10,000. A random House of Hardcore show overseas will draw 10,000. So that would be... I know they're, I think they're running Australia right now. Not right now, but soon. What I hear, will that draw 10,000? Let's see. WWE will broadcast a weekly micro show on Snapchat in 15-second increments. That's about all I could take sometimes. Uh, let's see. He also had Jim Cornette will finally work an angle with a young high flyer. They'll prove this point when the blow-off has a disappointing draw. I think the last set I had... Let me just do some quick double-checking here. I think, uh... Yes, I had some from the Lucha blog. Who, who may just have inside information. These may just be a uh, sucker bet, so to speak. But let's find out. Let's see. He says the crashes show at WrestleMania leads to a breakout performance for a couple of wrestlers not previously booked a lot in the U.S. They might not even have the defining match on the crash itself, but they're among the names everyone's talking about and start to get brought to the U.S. a fair bit. Meanwhile, the crash itself doesn't run much in the U.S. CMLL has a bigger mask match than Niebla Roja Gran Guerrero for the anniversary show, but it does not include Atlantis. So, I don't know if uh, maybe Volador Caristico... Something like that, I don't know. Let's see. Oh, I lost the messages. Here we go. Uh, a AAA-branded show besides Lucha Underground gets back on TV. 
but it may not be the same show that airs in Mexico. So, see, Penta kills off Matanza on Lucha Underground, and Jeff Cobb becomes a New Japan regular. So, more murder on Lucha Underground. And Powerbomb TV... Uh, Let's see, getting back. The Powerbomb TV actually does run a live stream from Mexico, and against all odds, the stream works fine. So Powerbomb TV does a lot of good work. I think that does it for the predictions I have here. Let me just see if any last-second ones came up. I do mean last-second. I don't know if this will be edited out or not here. It is eh, close enough. If, if I missed any anyone, I, I do apologize for that, too. All right, so let me just uh, take a pause, take a swig of my Seagram's uh, Classic Margarita here, drink of choice. I'm sure Steve Austin would approve as I podcast. I'll be right back to give you my big predictions for 2018. Okay, I'm back. Thank you for your patience. I'm going to hit you with some big predictions for 2018. Number one, Jinder Mahal will once again be a world champion. I know you're thinking, well, Joe, that's crazy. They just took the belt off of him before, uh, before you know, he's going to hold to a WrestleMania. They took it off him. Nothing changed. Business didn't pick up. And my thought is that this company is bringing back the XFL. So they're not one to give up on bad ideas. And it's not like business crashed under gender. He did, you know, just wasn't terribly interesting. And couldn't you see, you know, th- them wanting to, you know, maybe John Cena wants to work a program, get his, break the t- record for the world title. Who better to work with than, he could beat gender for, you know, gender has a quick run. He doesn't have to hold it for a long time. It's not like SmackDown's got a billion people, you know, billions of uh, stars, main eventers on the show. Couldn't you, couldn't you see that happening? So I'm putting that out there. Number two, New Japan creates another belt, the IWGP US Junior title. Yes, New Japan has too many titles, but I'm thinking they're going to add one more. They're going to create a, a US a Junior title that will be defended uh, you know, in Ring of Honor and what have you, and also on main shows. And I think it's going to lead closer to their expansion in the U.S. to have another full-time, uh, another uh, full-time belt like that. Number three, Pro Wrestling Noah draws three thousand people for their year-end show. Now they're on the upswing here. They're uh, Keno is the uh, the new world champion. They're starting to make positive strides. I think that continues throughout the year. And they draw their biggest crowd in a while for the year-end show at 3,000 people. Number four, I will say Christico beats Volador Jr. for his hair at the CMLL anniversary show. Kind of self-explanatory there. And lastly, Ring of Honor gets a slot on the WGN network, putting them in a lot of broadcast spaces they have not been before. And they will expand to a two-hour weekly show. So there you go. Ring of Honor expands to two hours. And that is going to do it. That was my, I was pretty bold there. My 2018 predictions there. And I want to thank everyone for contributing. This was actually, this was a ton of fun. I think uh, I like this a bit more than I anticipated, just kind of pontificating by myself for the better part of an hour. Although I was not alone. I had the lovely listeners and their suggestions here to bounce off of. 
I will certainly try something like this again next year, get it out uh, a bit closer to the end of the year, not so much the beginning of uh, 2019, but maybe get someone on, help me sort through these things, bounce off ideas, and we can look back and see who was a prognosticator and who was a fool and all that. So that is going to do it. I thank you. I uh, hope this sounds okay. Working on a new mic. They did not tell me how to uh, assemble it. The mic stand and all that. I was very confused. I just kind of kind of held it as best I could. I hope it sounds okay. We will continue to uh, make progress, but I think it sounds pretty good, such as it is. And I want to I want to thank everyone for all their support for everything in 2017 into uh, 2018. Goodyear stuff launched a podcast. Uh, brought this one back after a long dormant hiatus. Need to do more fun time arcades. I know, I know. I gotta uh, go work on that now. But at Fire Pro World now, it's hard. I want to play that, not play stupid muscle. But uh, yeah, I'll get I'll get going on that soon. Now that this is done and all that, and we'll have a new uh, five star match game with another pair of podcast hosts coming uh, hopefully very soon. That's all done. Just have to schedule the time to do it. So uh, again, I want to thank everyone for writing in their ideas. I want to thank everyone who uh, listens, and uh, we're going to look back next year, do this again at some point, because this was uh, a lot of fun. I'm going to call this show A Predilection for Predictions. That's a wonderfully stupid name. So on that note, I'm going to let you go. Hope you had an awesome 2017. Hope your 2018 is great. And uh, I'll talk to you next time. So have a very good day. 